Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that tomorrow there's going to be a new thing that I'm starting. It's going to be called Friday's Reading Corner. Um, each Friday morning I will release anywhere from one to two or more chapters from a novel that I have chosen that will be a good thing to start reading for you guys. Um, I the first book that I'm going to start reading is The Chronicles of Narnia's The Magician's Nephew. Um, just I thought that these would be a good book to start reading. Um, the whole series, I've loved reading them since I was in middle school. The content's good, even though it's they're easy reads. The content is very deep. There's lots of things that we can delve into. And lots of things that I can ask you guys to think about and mull over. Because as an English teacher, that's part of what I am trying to do. To ask you guys to think, why would these books be written? What was the author trying to convey? And why do we need to continue reading them? And why, in the first place, were they even considered to be classics? So, starting tomorrow, I will be reading anywhere from, as I said, one to two or more chapters of the book um, until we finish reading them. And then once the Friday after we fin I finish the book, I will put up a discussion about the book itself, things that stood out, you know, going over the imagery any dramatic ironies, the whys, whos, and fors that the book was written, so on and so forth. That's my thinking of how I'm going to construct Friday's the podcast and podcasts from here on out. Also, um, just wanted to let you know that the rest of today's podcast is going to deal with some um, itsy bitsy little bit of background information about C.S. Lewis himself. If you haven't picked up already, he is the man who wrote The Chronicles of Narnia. And I'm just going to briefly mention a few other books that he wrote. C.S. Lewis was born on November 29, 1898, in Belfast, Ireland. His father was a lawyer. He attended various schools and was privately tutored before entering University College in Oxford, England. When he was wounded in war in World War I, he returned to Oxford, then to Cambridge, as a professor of medieval and Renaissance English literature. Although he wrote many books for scholars, most people know Dr. Lewis through reading his books dealing with Christianity. Reared an Anglican Christian, he became an atheist in his teens for personal and philosophical reasons and did not return to Christianity until his early 30s. After rediscovering the truths of his faith, he began to share them in new and creative ways in his books. Mere Christianity, published in 1952, is a collection of radio talks he made for the British Broadcasting Corporation, also known as BBC. The Screwtype Letters published in 1942, is his most popular book. It consists of letters of advice from the devil's screw tape 
to his nephew Wormwood on how to tempt and destroy a young Christian convert. The Great Divorce, published in 1945, describes a bus trip from hell to heaven. His Paralandra, published in 1943 trilogy, is a science fiction account of the cosmic struggle between good and evil. My father bought all the books he read and never got rid of any of them. In the seemingly endless rainy afternoons, I took volume after volume from the shelves. Even as a boy, Lewis enjoyed writing fantasy books of his own in an attic room of his house. I wrote about chivalrous mice and rabbits who rode out to, in complete mail to kill not giants, but cats. From a childhood immersed in books and writing came a lifelong habit of writing. The Chronicles of Narnia were written for children and were published from 1950 to 1956. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, The Magician's Nephew, The Last Battle, and many other books in the series retell the Christian story in a fairy tale form. For Lewis, the fantasy world of Narnia is more, often more real than it in the world we live in because there, in Narnia, the struggle between good and evil is made very clear. Lewis died on November 22, 1963, the same day U.S. President JFK was assassinated. C.S. Lewis is quoted as saying, I am not quite sure what made me, in a particular year of my life, feel that not only a fairy tale, but a fairy tale addressed to children was exactly what I must write, or burst. The writing of C.S. Lewis in the Chronicles of Narnia is modeled after the styling of a fairy tale. In fact, the similarity between fantasy written for children, the genre of the Chronicles of Narnia, and fairy tale is quite close. How does Lewis use elements of fairy tale in Narnia, and how do they serve to enhance the genre of fantasy? Well, by definition, the genre of fantasy contains magic as well as occurrences outside of the normal laws of the universe, usually involve a journey or a quest. Fairy tales are defined as stories written for children with clearly defined characters who are good or bad and fantastical elements. Fairy tales often do not have a specific time period in which they are set and usually take place in their entirety in a fantasy world. Fairy tales also have a moral to the story, something to teach children about life, living, or behavior. Lewis's writing of the Narnia, or the Narnia stories includes elements of both fantasy and fairy tale. The characters in the Narnia series are aware of fairy tales, thus they are there's a self-awareness of the fairy tale nature within the Narnia novels. Literary critics such as Lenscu, Lenscook, I'm not sure exactly how you pronounce his name, points out that Narnia and the real world are constructed to parallel each other. And he said, just as our world bears aspects of a fairy tale world from the Narnian point of view, so the Narnian world is rich with figures of earthly folklore. Narnia is written, the, Narnia is written then more as fantasy because it's a story construction which can be set into two, in two different worlds, the real and the secondary or the fantasy world. Fairy tales do not usually contain that kind of self-awareness. So that self-awareness is apparent at the beginning of the novel that we're reading, 
the magician's nephew, when Diggory tells his uncle, I suppose all the old fairy tales are more or less true, and you're simply a wicked, cruel magician like the ones in the stories. Well, I've never read a story in which people of that sort aren't, weren't paid out in the end, and I bet you will. Diggory knows the rules of fairy tales. The moral of the story is always that good wins and evil fails. However, the moral of the story is not so simple as that. Lewis pointed out in one of his essays, entitled Three Ways of Writing for Children, that the moral of a story is really when what the reader gets out of the story. Lewis did not believe in necessarily putting didactic material into a storytelling. He felt that the moral of the story just would arise naturally. Although Lewis did have strong Christian faith, and that, and include elements of that in his books, the books did not necessarily aim to only teach children Christian morals. Lewis was more interested in having children identify with the magic of the story because, as he said, Fairyland arouses a longing for the, for he knows not what. Far from dueling or emptying the actual world, gives it a new dimension of depth. Narnia, as a sort of fairyland itself, helps bring magic to the everyday life of its characters as well as its readers. Lewis's Narnia may be classified, best classified as a breed of modern-day fairy tale, a fantasy with fairy tale elements. Narnia is meant to intrigue the imagination of the reader to go above and beyond the moralistic nature of fairy tales to that to the genuine hope and beauty of a magical, wonderful world that can be found inside a piece of fiction such as the Chronicles of Narnia.